All right, I'll drink that. Like, are you comfortable long. with this? Yeah. Okay, with others. I I'm sure just... hope so, because we've done podcasts like no, this no. with alcohol valid- with him there. Okay, I'm just validating that you're cool. No, I he's I cool. Just, I vouch. Like, he's cool. I, it, I'm validating that we're doing. We're not doing anything that's. I've gotten drunk with his boyfriend. I. <laughs> Did you don't pour pour the lady a drink? Oh, I could pour my own drink. I'm a liberated woman or something. No, I just. Like, <laughs> your delicate lady hands can't handle the alcohol. Oh, she's going to so, you on it's, it's okay, because I'm being obviously satirical. Don't, help, don't kill me. This is don't all going me. to be in the podcast. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. You're going to die okay. here. The, the moral of the story <laughs> is that the Otter is the it wasn't in the, woods. the wood wolves this time. Hey, no, no, no. We have an wolf. advantage. We <laughs> know how the horror stories are written. We can get out. <laughs> the entire story is Otter is a misogynist. Breaking news. Okay, so everybody sitting? To a good rar. Indeed. I, I look forward to do a good rock. this whole quest with you all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to another special episode of Fangs and Fonts. I'm Ocean, and I have five special guests here today. Let's go around the table, and you can introduce yourself. Night Eyes Dayspring. Bang! <laughs> Significant Otter, also known as John. I'm Reft. TJ Mind. We're at RAR. Um, so we, we all just flew in today. Uh, Not all. Oh, you didn't fly in? Not today. What did you do? I came in yesterday. yesterday. You came in yesterday? Mm-hmm. What and, the frig? And I stayed at the hotel, actually, that BLFC's at, spent the night there. Well, the rest and of us why? normies got in today. <laughs> I beg your pardon, yeah. I am not a normie. And you're a writer, neither <laughs> are you. <laughs> You make them believe you are. No, 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 no. no. You make them believe you're one of them, and none of them are normal either. (laughs) Well, that's what you write the stories about. They think it's about some fantastical thing, and you're like, no, it's actually about you. Well, no, most of the stuff I write is completely, you know, out there, and most of my friends look at it, and they go, wait a minute, this happened. Did you just take this? And I'm like, no. (laughs) Smoke bomb. I think my readers feel like I've got a very fucked up, fucked up life based on these stories that I've written. You, like you, I'm like okay. I have to read your story. Wonderful mom, wonderful dad, and like half of the parents in my stories are abusive. And I'm like, I'm sorry, why were you too nice to me? I would worry if any of my readers thought I was normal at this point. Like. I've, I've I mean, like, you, you poor children. <laughs> what happened to you? Come get, come get, let me give you a hug. I'm so sorry. Whatever it is, I didn't do it. So, oh, no. as you can tell, we're having a great time so far. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is wonderful. Um, I hope this keeps up the entire week. Uh, I hope this carries yeah. long past this is over and we are still complaining at each other about this. Can you believe what they did this time? <laughs> See, I, I just think of it this yeah. way. We have that chat. We'll kick all Connie out and we'll just go from there. Who needs him? He's bringing back up tomorrow, though. Wait, no, no, no. No, 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 after this. Oh. No, are we going Lord of the Flies on it? <laughs> you know what? I can get behind We've that. We've got three pairs of glasses. <laughs> oh, taking no. Over the, taking over the dominant power structure, we can become the workshop. Uh, I mean, shit, I know I can learn a lot from y'all anyways, so. I, I'm going to have to take my contacts out and get my glasses. You're, you're <laughs> this is why I got the laser eye surgery. It gives me such a better advantage in these, in these scenarios. So... Has anyone here ever been to a writing retreat before? No. Oh, no. No. So this is all our first time. Fantastic. Why are you all here? Including myself. Why am I here? In what context? I mean, how... Why, f- why, why did you decide... 
to apply to Roar, and then once accepted, why did you decide to pay money, take a week off work, assuming, and come out? So, short stories are hard. Like, novels are easy. Novels you just start writing, and eventually... Should we just swap notes? <laughs> I could say the exact opposite. See, no, see, the whole point of a novel is you can you just write, 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 and then at some point you'll say to yourself, wait a minute, I need a detail, I need a thing. Hold on, there was a character that I did this terrible sideline thing with back in chapter one. I can reuse them in chapter four, and ha, huh, now if I do the same thing again in chapter seven... The audience will think I planned it that way. But I get I get a hundred thousand words to cover my mistakes. I get to paint a canvas that is the size of my wall. This is making short stories are making a Mona Lisa on a postage the stamp. Tr the trick is I already do that in short stories. <laughs> I was telling you in the hot tub just yeah. the other just tonight where we were like sometimes you write you get to a point in a short story where you're like oh crap I'm a dead end. Oh that random detail I wrote three pages back suddenly fits perfectly. I seem brilliant now. See <laughs> that's not a short story anymore. But, no I do that in short stories all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. one of those things that no one realizes you did that. Because when they read it they're like oh that detail was over here they planned it. And you're like Oh, thank goodness past self put that in there for no reason at all because it was just a fluff thing that, yeah, sure, they have an ID card. I don't know why they have it. Suddenly they need an ID card and they have one. Touchdown. Check Tom's ID yeah. card. Are we supposed to swim notes? Because... No, I'm, if you do, let me get in on that because, I mean, I've got a little bit of short story problems, a little bit of novel problems. I feel like we could really help each other out. So, yeah, so uh, really, this is an opportunity for me, if nothing else, to get live feedback from other people because one of the hardest things I've found, even in the writing community in Furry, is getting good feedback in a timely fashion. And learning how to give feedback is hard. You know, you can't just read it and say, I liked it. Because you really you you want to dig into it and learn how why was it why was it good why was it bad what was good about it improving your craft is is a hard skill, and this felt like an opportunity to actually sit down with a couple of people who are at least recognized as good, and get some of their attention for a while and say what am I fucking up here? Well, at the same, broke yeah, reciprocating that and, and developing and, that skill yourself to help right. critique it. Juan, do you, you think I'm good? Fuck, what what am I doing here? I don't know. I've never read anything of yours. <laughs> The judgment starts tomorrow, my I, friend. I, 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 I've been judging myself for weeks by now. Don't you start are that. a full-fledged writer, then. <laughs> Look, I have been tooting the whole time here. I've, 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 amassed, I've been like live tooting on Mastodon about this, going, I am in the company of giants. I have no idea what I'm doing. Oh, my God. And I, 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 I'm just a baby. I don't know anything. I put a word on a page. Sometimes I have to use both hands to get it all out. <laughs> Um, so honestly, I came here because I, I want to learn how to critique and I want to learn how to create a better story because there's a couple of people, uh, friends of mine that I help out with. They're kind of beginning in writing and I want to really get them into the community because I feel like they have a lot that they could add. They have really interesting perspectives and that'll be cool. And I can take a lot of this experience, take it back to them be like, okay, let me give you the best critique of your life. And this will give you so much. And then once you've gotten it, all right, well, do you know how to deal with it? No? Let me show you. Because, to be fair, I have gotten some of the best critique of my life. It was beautiful, and I had, like, a month's more work after I got it. And It was, it was just kind of a revelation. It's like, oh, my God, he's right. 
there's so many things I could be doing here. Mm. So when I was at Vancouver, I got to talk to Lawrence Xi'an, author of Barsk. Um, and I, I, he was talking about one of the, a writing retreat he had went to. And I mentioned I am going to a writing retreat. And I asked him, when do you feel is a good... When should someone go to a retreat? Like, what, what, what is your opinion of a great time to go to retreat? And his reply was that get as far as you can on your own. Like, you can learn quite a lot on your own, reading articles, building up. When you start to feel where you're starting to plateau, where you're kind of getting stuck, you don't know how to progress yourself, the writing retreat is great because it's going to just rocket you past that window and put you on another level to start climbing back up again. That's exciting mm-hmm. to hear. So yeah. uh, that's something I'm looking forward to because I know it's like, it's really great because I, I'm hoping all five of you completely tear my work apart. Um, you will. I can say that much. Uh, <laughs> I, I, we already discussed in, in the hot tub how he's a much more character-driven writer mm-hmm. and I'm a more plot-driven writer. Right. So we are just going to be able to go right at each other. Oh, it's wonderful. You and, it's, yeah. you and me, we're going to tear it apart. <laughs> yeah. No, that's like the perfect thing to have. Like, I, I love the opportunity to have someone who can really point out the structural flaws because I'm someone who's probably weaker in structure. And then being able to, I'm good with a character flaws, dialogue, and, and stuff like that. And... Uh, that's the kind of thing that I can point out at someone's uh, someone's writing who's more plot focused and isn't as strong with character. Yeah, I, I do a lot of character driven stories. I like I write a lot in first person present tense, which thrives on character driven stories. Have you tried writing outside first person? Yes, and I have succeeded in it. That's oh. actually the first published story I had was not first person. Nice, cool. What are you in? Uh, the Wolf Warriors anthology. The congrats, Winter Wolves. Nice. So, what about you guys? Well, I know for what I'm looking to get out of this is, in a weird, in, in a weird roundabout way, it's almost kind of mild validation that what I'm doing doesn't suck in and of itself. Which is, it's, it's again, I, I honestly, leading up to this, I've been kind of hit with uh, imposter syndrome, something fierce. Ooh, so, and it was, of course, it was right after I submitted my application piece that we were actually finally going to critique that I'm like, oh my god, what, the, what, what is this? This is not my best work, but it's what fit within the, 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 the guidelines. I am so nervous about this, among other things. As a side note, I don't know if you guys know this, um, you can email RAR and ask for the feedback they have on your application piece. I know oh, one person I really want to do that. Oh, yeah. really? So, but if, if you would like to hear what the judges thought of your piece, you can ask, you can email RAR and they will reply back with a PDF, I believe, of your of the feedback they had. I am hundred percent going to do that. But if you're if you're submitting yours for, we're critiquing that one first. It's the it's so. it's, it's, it's for tigers, and one of the okay. things I'm actually hoping to get out of this most, partially because of the rest of you bastards, um, <laughs> is is I'm so, one of the things I'm mostly worried about. Um, I, I don't know if I can call it a syndrome, but having lots of zipperback characters. Mm-hmm. I'll admit this piece. I'm actually mm-hmm, uh, this piece. I'm I'm submitting zipperback. Oh, um, so in case you haven't heard Zipperback, but I'm sure many of our listeners have because it seems to be the biggest amount of email that <laughs> people are reading about it. Um, Zipperback came from Fred Patton as a term to explain uh, a human wearing a fur costume, essentially. They have oh. the zipper on the back. Oh. They are just, I am an otter, but I, other than looking like an otter, 
I'm. You, there's nothing else saying I'm. Oh. There's no reason why I yeah. couldn't just be something else. Humans, humans, and and for you know. No, that, I, I understand it completely. And, there's a whole philosophical conversation oh, to be there, had there, that, there. I think that's what a podcast will probably have to go back to because people seem very confused about it about where we stand on it because we have said actually, we're fine with zipperbacks. But we would prefer not zipper backs, which, which is, is confusing. That's, how is that confusing? That's straightforward in my it's opinion. It's confusing to some. It, well, it's like, it's it a big pet, pet peeve yeah. of Fred Patton's. Mm-hmm. My, my yeah, stance is to write what okay. you want. Mm-hmm. I, I, but as an editor of an anthology, mm-hmm. I'm going to look more at pieces that are not a zipper back. That doesn't mean I'm not going to mm-hmm. not take a zipper back. But I, would, I like ones that I are not. Of, would I be yeah. out of line in saying that zipper back is kind of a pejorative term then? What do you mean by that definition? I Put down. It's a put down. It is used. It's used contextually in that instance. To some people, yeah, probably. This is a negative. This is a negative value judgment about this style of character development. I almost would disagree. I I can see where you're coming from, but I would politely and professionally disagree. Okay. In the concept, (coughs) in the in the context of, it is a way of having a character, not Mm -hmm. the only way. Is a way. So kind of keeping in the same vein. If you're going to have a furry character, mm-hmm. why not capitalize on the fact that they're a furry character? No, Use the fact that, is, like, if it's a fox. Which we've come down to is, it is a tool in your toolbox. Exactly. It's cool. it, it is not something you always have to use because you have many literary devices, but it is one you should probably look at. Yes. That doesn't mean, again, you do not, there's nothing wrong with writing zipper bags. Yes. But you should know that some people look down on that, but that's a style choice. Mm-hmm. Just... And Personally, one of yeah. the things I've actually gotten a lot as feedback is sensory details. You don't have to include them just as like, well, it's a fox, so it's obviously going to have an enhanced sense of smell. Its hearing is going to be better than, let's say, if it were a pine martin. We, we've got, there's almost like a whole spectrum where you can go like, other than but, you said this character was a fox, I've completely forgotten that they are an animal well, at all. To one they the, have a tail that's wagging, okay. to they're smelling, so to the, if I even use a different species, the story breaks completely. This, this, Real quick, before you yeah. go on, um, just... One of the things that I really think that the zipper back kind of idea helps get across to move away from it is that sensory details are really important, whether it's going to be a human character, a furry character, or an animalistic furry character. Mm -hmm. Sensory details really help build a character and get you involved. What I more meant when I said pejorative was that the term itself carries a negative value judgment in the way it's used by the way it's used, because it's implying that these characters are not real furries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as such, that itself is a value judgment on that style of writing. What I'm trying to highlight by saying that it's a pejorative term is that perhaps there is an alternate term, non-pejorative, for when we are discussing characters that are human that happen to look like animals, because that is a stylistic decision. Like a neko almost? As yeah. distinct <laughs> from the derogatory use of zipper back to denigrate because that's a that is an explicit statement of you're not a real furry you're just a human in a suit like it was used in mouse yeah Uh, i i think and that's where a lot of the (laughs) argument comes back is that people have been criticized by saying well they're just you know they're humans in fur costumes why did you even write this Mm -hmm. why didn't you just use a human and that is on its own both a valid criticism and one that the author just goes, well, I wanted to use another character, and I did, and that's fine, and I will find readers who are happy with that. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, I don't think there's a rule. Uh, I'll allow one more comment, and then we should really get back to the topic at hand. Is- but we have a whole week to discuss this, and um, as I didn't mention yet, uh, we're going to be, this is part A, where we're going to discuss the writing retreat before it happens, because this is the night before. It really kicks in tomorrow, and then we're going to do a follow-up at the end just to see what did we learn, how do we feel about it, what, what, how did it match our expectations. So, so actually, I was actually trying to bring it back to topic with responding as well. One of the things I'm really looking to do is not only making sure my characters are furry enough, which is actually something I think I mean, the story, the first story you're going to read is there. It's more making it make sense. I'll admit the first story I have is intended to be submitted for Thurston Howell's uh, Tigers anthology. And I'm not too sure it makes sense and fits. So it's kind of something I'm looking to justify, if you will. So remember when we were talking earlier about... The, the, the commentary we were having, the, the conversation we were having earlier about the, the angle from which people are coming when they ask questions. Anytime I hear somebody use the statement, are you X enough for any definition of X, I get nervous. Because now someone is the gatekeeper. Because someone is now it. gatekeeping on what is the X experience. You've just indicated that what you just said is an exact indication of the problem I've got with the term. I think part of the issue also comes from with, within our community itself, some species clearly have certain stereotypes. I mean, foxes are tail raisers, just to go off one of the easy ones. Yeah, I resent that. Are you a fox? Half. Okay, you know what? So it works. So half um, the time you're ready. Okay. <laughs> we'll go but over then, that later. But, <laughs> private. But then there are other things, like there are some species that really don't have the stereotypes outside of physical aspects, like horses. There's one thing I can think of a horse is known for, but beyond that... The size of their hands? Exactly. Y- yes, hands. <laughs> very big that's, hooves. That's where I very, really enjoy when I can write a story that I feel is not zipper back, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking, this would be... this character will fit this story and it makes it so much stronger because but it's those... built around that species but that's just a, a type of furry story like honestly it's one of the reasons why i like slice of life things so much is because you can adapt the modern world to furries and see how animalistic characteristics would change and evolve within that kind of world like i know he says he's using his uh he's using his application for tigers personally I have 100% certainty that the short story I used for my application will go absolutely nowhere, save for maybe a bonus story on some book on Amazon at some point. You're in group A, right? Did we get you first? (laughs) Yes. But at the same time, that piece is one of the things that I really poured my heart and soul into. And when I look at it, I read it, I'm happy with literally everything in there. So if people are able to give me critique on that and say, well, you could be doing this stronger or I love what you did with this, but this part really left me wanting. Knowing that that critique is coming on to one of the pieces that I feel is like a masterpiece of mine means that that threshold of what I can do has been blown wide open. So try extra hard to tear him down. Got it. Please do. I'll be trying extra hard for all you guys. Right. I don't want to spend the night dwelling on this, but since the topic is here, (laughs) you've just mentioned stereotypes. Those stereotypes aren't universal. No. And when you say we all have them, we don't all have them, and they change depending on what you look at and from what background you bring to the table... Everything that's just been said is reinforcing the point that this is a problematic term. So as you can see, we've already been having very deep conversations. I believe we already had how, what an hour and a half long philosophy con- yes, conversation about... Yes, uh, the otter yeah. and the bunny. So, so Serval, 
Was he supposed and to Serval was supposed to win <laughs> everyone else. We finished. We went, let's end the conversation so we can buy groceries. To which Serval went, this is a good time for me to leave. Left them there. Went on an hour grocery trip. Came back and Serval was still there discussing the topic. So yes. it's going to be a fun week, I think. But Night Eyes. If, uh, <laughs> why are you here? Because <laughs> I, I have to make sure we stay on topic. Why am I here? Um... And if you must forgive me, I've been awake now for almost 21 hours. Oof. So this answer is not going to be the most coherent answer I could ever state. Um, I am here because I am... Moving I, closer. I'm getting closer to the microphone. There we go. <laughs> um, I am here because I am working on getting better as a writer. Um, I have a lot of bigger projects that have started coming up. Um, and I, I'm trying to figure out where I want to go in a way um, a lot of what I've done I'm happy with certain things I'm I'm unhappy with other things um, it's it's a process um, I'm not really sure where I where I want to go as a writer um, some of the things I've done in the past I've started wanting to shy away from so it's just more of a growth thing I- for me yeah, I have to agree. I think another thing is just getting motivation. Um, ever since RF kind of canceled, that's taken a big chunk out of my motivation for writing because it was always a great booster, just getting together with a bunch of writers and just hyping each other up, talking about the topic, shooting the shit. And, like, we've, we've, we've been here for together for what time we get in, like, four, we've been here six hours, not even? Mm-hmm. And already we've been hyped up in full amounts of conversation, just enveloped in each other and stories and talking about everything that I'm already pumped for the week. Oh, yeah. Uh, if I can make a little bit of a plug. Sure. Uh, so with RF going down, it's a huge shame. Um, I've actually been working really closely with the guys who are setting up for Vana, and I've been trying to make sure that it kind of <laughs> fills the gap that was left. Thank you. You, you, you realize that was the last con chair of our app, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. I, I, I just want to make sure that disclaimer. No, I, okay. I, I know. Like, yeah. I've, I've had a few conversations, yeah. not directly with you, but about you. Mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll, I would also like to note that Fervana is actually being staged by my... So, the, the exec team that I put together for the year that didn't yes. happen, my business lead and my treasurer are the co-chairs for Fervana. My... Everyone on my exec team is part of their concom, except me and uh, Orbis. And Orbis uh, very reasonably bowed out for work reasons. And everyone else is, I think they're doing an amazing amount of work. And I, I highly recommend... It's really incredible. And if anybody's mm-hmm. in the Seattle yeah. general area, please volunteer. We're trying to make it awesome. And... Uh, I if I have my way, I'm going to make it into the next writing con. But you're not the first one I've heard to say that. But I'm on. going to try. <laughs> I've been trying. It's, it, it is not something that happens instantly. No, it is it'd not. It would be great. So I wanted to ask him, since you brought this up about motivation and how you feel this retreat helps with that, or, or, or things that help writers get motivated in general, since you brought breached the topic. What's your question? Well, wh- what do you think? I mean, how do you... How do you feel that, that retreats and art and cons influence motivation for writers and such? So even this podcast, starting this podcast, has been a great boon to my writing career. Not because I'm, hey, everybody, let's listen to me talk about writing. It's more that 
we get to talk about topics that we would not talk about and consider when you're thinking about aspects in your writing. When you have other people going, well, you should introduce this topic, and you're like, that's never a topic I've thought of. And that, in addition, is another topic that I've not thought of when applying it to writing. A splinter off of this podcast, which you've been on, is our Shit Writers Say, which is... <laughs> you guys did not see the dirty look you gave me. That was great. <laughs> oh, shit on there. It's, 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 it's our, like, ragtag podcast, I admit, but it's also a lot of fun, I find. It's just that is a lot of fun. And yeah. this is sort of one, and what this whole week will almost be will be... <laughs> When we're not doing our serious, lots amount of, tons of work that they're going to pile onto us, I think yeah. we're just going to be doing, just talking, bouncing back and forth. Well, and they're going to pile on? You mean you're going to pile on to me? I, everybody. <laughs> it's just I, one I, giant dog. Don't worry. I'll but pile it on to you too. Even, <laughs> even Kyle tweeted yesterday, I believe, saying that even talking to other writers about what you're writing is work. Mm-hmm. And um, it's always good to know that there are others around there supporting you. It's always good to know that there are others doing similar things. It's when a lot of your writing could be solitary because you're just sitting there quietly writing or editing. When you finally get to uh, flip that and express it to people and talk about what you're doing or like, oh, what have you been doing? Or I'd never thought about that. And just talking about different ideas, I find that just motivates you more. Like, I just want to write more. This sounds great. I'm meeting more people through it. I get to read more of their awesome stories. And you just build it up even more, I find. So one of the things that came up as far as motivation goes is just one of the things I'm hoping for, or I, it would be nice to have, one of the things that both Serval and I think Ryan mentioned at one point was the idea that going through this, as you know, they, they love to use the word crucible. Yeah, he said that so many times. So many, he said it so many times. And the problem is, is that in... in, so in and, well, and, and, and for me, it's, it, it's, it's hilarious because in, in my alchemical practice, crucible has a specific term, and I kept hearing it going, I don't think that word means exactly what you think it means, but that's me and I'm crazy, um, and I accept that, I embrace it. But the idea of this being a group, and I don't know if it's going to happen, but just looking ahead and thinking, this is an opportunity to get to know someone else's writing intimately, a group of people, and to always be able to say... TJ, I need help with this. You've torn my shit apart before. Can you please, what the hell am I doing wrong here? Ocean, look at this. I know you've seen Just me do this mistake before. Just building more contacts it, it's, is always It's good. building yeah. context yeah. with a close group. And I've I seen that, your skills. Yeah. I know you're good. Can I use them? Yeah. And I will totally help you and, back and on And that. one of the things, you know, people talk about having writing circles and writing groups as a common thing. It's so hard to do that. Oh, yeah. to, from mm-hmm. scratch, this is sort of a a proto a proto group potentially to survive the workshop, assuming we don't all kill each other out here. <laughs> yeah. So far, so good. So yeah, that that sort of brings us to why I'm here a lot, uh, and it's not just because every retreat is legally required to have an otter. Um, <laughs> I don't know. If Was that's there one at the last one? Now I know why. Now I know why. None that, none that you knew about. <laughs> now I know why Adept is interested in you. That's her sense of humor. I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> I believe you're right. There was one otter. There yes. was one otter at last rock. I'm, I'm not sure, but okay. I'm, I assume there was one because it is, as I said, a legal requirement. But anyway, yeah. So it's not all... in Arizona. <laughs> That's why we're, we went to uh, Unless it's daylight savings time. <laughs> Always daylight savings. Right. But yeah, so a lot of it, like you were saying um, a little bit earlier, is uh, part of it is a motivation kind of deal where um, 
I throw my things out to different beta readers, and I've got a core of beta readers that I send a lot of my stuff to. I say, hey, I know that you can do good for this aspect of my writing. I know I need to work on this. I, I know that you can help me with this. But there seems like when I'm working to move forward and working to really like find direction in how to improve, I hit a stumbling block. I can see a few small points, but I can't really take those small points and tie them together to find a big picture that I can really use to direct my improvement and uh, find the way forward uh, to make myself a better writer. And, uh, and then also on, on the topic of motivation too, I am definitely a writer that writes in spurts of writing. I once every like other month or so, I will have a weekend where I write Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2,000 words a day. And then I'll have weeks where I write 100 words a week. And I really, really try, like, I've been doing over the past two months trying to do, like, a 500 words a day deal, but it is tough for a writer like me. And uh, something like this is, is a kind of thing to drive up my motivation, figure out what's making my writing tick, and really, like, dig into uh, the core of what pushes me forward as a writer. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you figure it out, let goals, us know. Please. Yes. So actually going back a little bit to what Bunny was saying, writing groups specifically, it's something that like, honestly, I started listening to Fangs and Fonts about like year and a half-ish ago. And when I got to the episode that you guys had on writing groups, it kind of inspired me to try and find my own. It has been about a year since I tried to do that, and I have only just gotten one other person who I talk to on a daily basis about my writing. So that kind of gives a awesome. little bit of an idea of yes. this is difficult to set up, and that's one of the reasons why I love the idea of like this specific writing retreat within the fandom, having a writing retreat focused around not just improving yourself as a writer, but putting you through a scenario that is going to be tough, as they keep saying, the Crucible, it's going to not just kind of help our writing, but help us as a group kind of make those bonds network and really come out with a better understanding of not just our own writing, but other people so that we can help each other. Mm -hmm. And like money being a local to where I am, it's like, okay, cool. That's another like nearby resource that I'm mm -hmm. going to have at the end of this if we don't tear each other's throats out. We should be fine with that. I'm She's got big hands. <laughs> <laughs> so it won't be my throat that's coming out, it'll just be my head that's coming off. Gotcha. It's more like pop like a pimple. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, something I will say that, I, that I've... Cuddly like how it's <laughs> So after hearing, um, actually, you, Ocean, talk about on the podcast your weekly meets or... You guys gotta shut up. Like, uh, you and the podcast. Oh. You, I listen to the podcast. Okay, shut up. <laughs> You're not good enough yet. He's no. watching. No, 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 no. I can't wait for you guys to rip into my stuff and be like, ah, ha, all that compliments for just setting you up. Yeah. No, 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 no. Twist the knife. See, the solution here is if we pump you up enough about fangs and fonts, the imposter syndrome will make you lock up completely. <laughs> oh, man. Like, already, already, like, talking about writing groups, my writing group right now does not exist it because um, one has been in the hospital for about two months, unfortunately. Oh, no. Uh, well, he's the one that's not on the podcast. I uh, thankfully he is out. Oh, good. Oh. All right, that's oh, fine then. It's, it's okay. It's <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying. So, if anyone on the podcast is worried about someone on the podcast, <laughs> one of them is going through a huge life change right now and can't deal with writing. One of them is just not writing right now, and the other is full time on his own like press, his own publishing company, which everyone's excited for his mm -hmm. new public uh, new anthology. So, at the moment, it's just been like. 
I missed my writing group. I, I like, I have been going to Starbucks alone on Tuesdays oh, no. to do my own writing because I'm like, if I don't have my writing group, I'm still going to commit to my own writing. Yeah. I'm still going to, Tuesday is my write night. And even if I'm there for an hour or two, as long as I'm sitting down and committing that time to writing, that I'm getting something done. Something I actually really want to do because I heard about that on your podcast. And I don't care what you say. I'm going to say it anyways. Um, no, something I did interrupt you. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Um, no, but when hearing that actually gave me the idea of wanting to create my own. I mean, I have my local non-furry writers group. But because it's a non-furry writers group except for Mog... Which isn't a bad That's thing. That's cool. Mog's it, in your writing group? Yes, he awesome. is. He's a, say he's hi a, to Mog for me. I will. Um, but it's... it's and say I really, hi to his mustache for me. <laughs> <laughs> say hi to his BMX bike. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice that I that he can read a furry thing and not have to ask, why are these animal people? And it's also kind of frustrating. I've been shoehorned as the person who writes animal people. Nine times out of ten, they fuck. So, <laughs> we, like, for example, do people so give you the side eye? Why do they, you like animals? No, fucking? they don't. What makes it <laughs> oh, worse? So, we did a first page frenzy. So, where basically the idea of this in, in this theme is we read a first page, and if you were an, if you were an editor, would you ask for more chapters or would you ask for more? Mm-hmm. I started reading other people's work. Let me say this again: other people's work. One person after the first thing said they expected <coughs> either fucking or animal people to come in and start fucking just because I was reading. Uh, your story that we're going to read, is there animal people fucking in it? <laughs> right now, no. Okay. <laughs> are, are you going to fix that before the... Or is that going to no, be no. written into your second That's story? That's the second, second, second story. Second story. <laughs> so you're, you're doing something new in the first one, and the no, second one, so no, no, going no. back to the animal can, people. Can, hey, go on. Well, you got to improve the tridor, so fuck that. Can, can I pause for just one second <laughs> and explain to people listening? So for the setup for the writing re- retreat that we're doing, and this could change, but what has happened is... We've been asked to submit a story for, for our first critique uh, with a maximum of 6,000 words. This could be the story we submitted, or I think most of us have gone and written something new. Um, and then while we're here, we have three to four days to write a second story that will be critiqued at the end. So if you hear us talking about first and second stories, that's what it's about. So it is a bit of a gauntlet because we're, at the same time that we have to write a second story, we have to read... 30,000 words Any, a day? Anybody, anybody, who, anybody who's in group A is set to read like 30,000 words over the first two days. Yes. No, no, no. If you're in group day. A, you have less because the first day you have to you have two stories to read instead of three. Oh, yeah. But the next or, day you will have to read also, three. Or you could be me and read all of them in the same day. <laughs> Although, That's what I'm... It's, it's good to give some perspective here too because we're saying at the end of the retreat... But the yeah, you have to tomorrow. have the story in before the end of the retreat because right. the last two days of the retreat no. is... So, but yeah, the, the, day, the day after tomorrow... Is is the first uh, time we're, we're uh, going through and critiquing our first story. The day after is our second stories. I mean, not our second. Yeah. The day after is the other group's first group stories. B. The day after that, the first group that had their first uh, stories critiqued two days before story. has to have a brand, yeah, a brand new story that was written during this retreat Ideally. already. Uh, well, you should. I, so should ideal. Yeah. They, they are um, planning to work us like dogs. How many yes. p- bags because of some of us here are dogs. How many, how many bags of coffee do we have? Three of them. <laughs> we have, no, we have okay. three bags of coffee and a tin. And, and how I, much tea? And, and like the counter is overflowing. And an Irish whiskey. Booze and an Irish whiskey. Coffee. There's like, a lot of everything. consumption. This is our writer table. We should just take a picture of it. I'm going to. Someone take a picture of put it. The, oh, wait, put yeah. the writer's tears back. We gotta put the writer's tears back. Actually, where's the writer's tears? Where did you? Who was it? Me. This is well, even more empty at this point. While he's while he's doing that, 
it's actually kind of interesting that he brought up that there's he's more the one teeth who's on the table, shit. by the way. That he's the <laughs> one who's always like, there's either people fucking or animal people fucking. So I, I initially started as a bit of an erotica author. I have submitted a total of like four stories for erotica anthologies, and every single one of them has been denied. But the only story that wasn't erotica that I submitted has been accepted. So there has been a single there's been a single story that I've written that is a, that non-furries have read. It is an erotica. Most of them have become horribly depressed after reading it. Mm. So, but, so what were you saying? Yeah, that's <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, it's fine. Um, but no, actually because of hearing that, I actually started a Discord channel very, very loosely related to the Furry Writers Group. Um, I've titled it uh, Coffee House Chats, I believe, based off of the Tuesday and Thursday chats that they have. You should totally add me. <laughs> or you can just say something and I've tossed out there so many times, so you know what? Have you? Yes. Really? I know Bunny's there. He, yeah. He obviously yes. doesn't want the otter. The otter isn't wanted there. No one's asked yeah, the no. Tiger Rocks either. It's okay. <laughs> it's in the guild. I mentioned it. Look at Slack. You might see it. I never look at oh, Slack. Okay, That's hold on, hold on. I, I just, I, I want to point out that we have such a proliferation of communication technologies at this point. We have a Slack, a Discord, a Telegram yeah. group, um, a, a forum, the, mail, the guild room, a shout box, a shout box. There's it? the twit. There's sorry, the people. What was the one you told me about today? Mammoth? No, not Mammoth. Ma- Mastodon. Uh, Mastodon. Oh. I, I'm I'm moving over to Mastodon because I'm crazy. <laughs> what is Mastodon? The problem is that there's too many. Yes, <laughs> is that yes. you have to find one that's central enough and can, can, the emotion. Can, 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 right. can we please start the era of anti-social media? Yeah. <laughs> so, I've been trying to start this for ages. Yeah. So, <laughs> I FWG Slack and I Telegram and I try to keep it away yeah, from other things because I was just talking right. to Wretched the other day and and he was just like I never see you around. I'm like it's because I'm never on Skype. You're, I'm on Telegram. He's like oh that's why. See. <laughs> Well, mm. si- side note that I'll get back to my comment just because you'll laugh at this. Um, I was talking with Mog about Rechan because and the re- I had to struggle so hard to say his name correctly because after he's... Rechan. Rechan. Uh-huh. But that's not it. It's, exactly. I speak it? Japanese. I he's... he's <laughs> I believe he's come well, to terms that'd be with Raychan, it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still yeah. want to say Rechan for some reason in a horrible bastardization of English and Japanese. And it's be, but it's because of, of Mog is the one who told me he isn't, and I'm talking with him about how the fact it's because of Rechan. Re, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, because of what he posted Rechen. to the guild forums. He's actually the reason I have an idea for Dystopia to submit to Nodeyes, and we'll see how that goes. So it's because of that. He looks I, so amused. He's also 21, 22 hours Your salary will be graded at some date. No, no, no. I this is where to. you have to see the overseer will approve your see, no, story no. or reject it. <laughs> Please extent- fill out form BA and proceed to the Peace Tower oh, for no, submission. No, 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 no. <laughs> the extent I said earlier was how is the editing coming? And I didn't ask any further. <laughs> uh, he hasn't even got to editing yet. Why are you talking to him like that? Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm we, so we have really. some scores and we have some things that haven't been scored and when I'm not after this workshop that is my goal is to mm-hmm. get through the slush pot I know, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. trying very 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 hard to be very good like I, I have paused editing the guild anthology for the last month because I'm like I have to get everything ready for Roar now see guild anthology for me became Roar I have that became a book see I, I see now I, I, I have to take is it wait is it Roar Roar is Roar, no, Roar is Mary's is non-erotic journal audience planets. right which Mary has been editing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but no, as I've been trying to say, and I keep getting distracted by side conversations because they're fun. Um, they're fun. I, I actually... Want to talk about how fun they are? <laughs> no. I, Let's talk about the philosophy no, 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 of fun. No, 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 no,
just a chemical imbalance. May I tell you a TCP joke? Yes, you may tell me a TCP joke. Here, I'm telling you a TCP joke now. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready for a TCP joke. Here's my joke about TCP. We've already deduced that I believe two-thirds of us work in IT. Yeah, so it's true. And I was dating a systems administrator for like five years, so I kind of picked up a few things. So I'm hoping to actually start some sort of weekly or bi-weekly meet for critiques or something like that through Discord. Because oh. it is easy to do. Just to, just I've, I've tossed out ideas and I've had a few people say that they'd be interested in. Um, I can easily see this potentially, again, potentially, not putting any expectations out there, being the seed of something like that. I, if, I, again, I will I, say that the hardest thing is, with a critique group is making sure you have a constant flow of stories to critique. Then we'll turn into a writing night. That, that is the thing, either you need a large amount of number of people enough that people can be gone without critiquing, but someone's submitting a story each meet. Um, otherwise, you do it like once a month or something. There, there is a um, different telegrams group by Side the Cheetah. I think they do critiques, and I've heard they do them once a week. Funny story, I started that group, and then I decided it was too much work, and he took over before I ever did a meeting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well done. well done. Yes. Anyway, I was going to say about Discord that, that the, one of the troubles with this kind of thing, too, is that it's really important that you find a way to make sure that you are committed to doing something like this. Uh, because with a real-life writing group, which is really great if you can get into one and find one in your area, um, people will see your face and people will say, oh, I know this person's around. But when you get online, it's oh, it's so much easier to slack off on an afternoon and not show up uh, because it it doesn't feel as personal. Or, and, or, or just to phone it in. I mean, it, right. it's how many times have I and, and 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 I'm guilty of this. We we have raised a generation of people who suffer from the side effects of ADD, even if they don't have it. Who sits in front of their computer and gives a single task all their focus? It's hard when you're in person in a writing in a group of people who are doing stuff, it's very easy to sit, though I notice, you know, half the people in the room have spare devices. No, no, I, I, I kid. But it, it's very easy when I'm online, for example, to, you know, I'm here, I'm reading, but I'm also tabbed over and I'm playing a game or I'm, I'm doing this and that. The other thing, at least with an in-person writing group, it's like, I'm here. Be here now. Mostly. As here as I am or am. I mean, which isn't much, admittedly. So having grown up with ADHD and the ability to hyperfocus and being medicated to the point where it has completely destroyed the initial condition and over, overdone it to the point where it is impossible for me to focus on one thing at, at once, that kind of thing, like, I understand it, but at the same time, like, it is far easier for me to give something my full attention while there are other things going on. I have a roommate so, like that. Having the ability to sit behind a computer with a Discord channel going mm -hmm. and have that critique group active, it allows me to give my best mm -hmm. while being able to have my other things going on. Given if, let's say, the meet's at like coffee house or something like that, there's sufficient distraction for me to be able to do everything that I need to mm -hmm. while still giving the critique my full focus. So it's a matter of scenario and individual yeah. preference at that point but very true very true that's something i'm interested to see with our with our lectures um if they're going to be you no know, laptops down everything down concentrate fully on us because no. i'm kind of the same way I i'm gonna fall asleep 
I'd like to have something I can kind of refer to. If that happens, I'm going to fall. I definitely so need to take notes. I'm a right compulsive note taker, so I'm going to... I, I think that's, I, a, that's a, a reasonable buddy, reason to keep, keep it open. Give me your notes. Um, uh, a little more depth into what we'll be doing this week, as what we've been told, because we're, I think we're still a little... Blind? Little we, I, I, I think that's actually fair, is that we've been told, but we... We've been told that we're going to be worked over like crazy. Oh, baby? Uh, yeah. We have been escorted to a cabin in the woods and told that there oh. will be much work to be done. That on top of this us. work, there will be more work, so, possibly. Yes. And that there will be, there's mandatory lectures that we have to go to, and that there are mandatory critique go sessions to. that we must go to. Um, and this is because, A, we've paid, and these instructors have come out to talk to us and impart their knowledge onto us. But the the more important part is the critique in that it's not really fair if one of us critiques a story and the other person does not reciprocate, mm -hmm. especially in such a small environment where, as you said, we're all right here. Mm -hmm. It's going to be very hard to avoid any of us. I don't want to hate you. Don't all. make me hate you. There's three of us in a, a, the yeah, same You guys are all sharing a room. Place. I'm in a room that anyone can walk into. And so. then we're going to be sharing a room at BLFC too. So it's like, we're just, <laughs> we're going to be together for yeah. a good, like, nine days in a row. So we can say they've told, but they haven't shown. <laughs> it, okay, it, okay, hold on. I need to stop you right there. <laughs> because that has been the biggest critique I've received out of any of the stories I've ever gotten Shut data to. It's a common show, not tell, because of my uh, propensity to do first-person stories. I have, I tend to do a lot of telling. Stop it, then. Problem solved. <laughs> it's what I'm working on, anyway. It's 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 it's, it's a it's a bit like having a job with working overtime, except you took you paid to do this, and you're spending vacation time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. So it's like the worst best of all the worlds. Yeah, it's like when you have those writing assignments and you, you're behind and you have to still work your day job. Yeah, that's gonna. That's what it's, it is. It, yeah, because um, just to recap, so we have about eighteen thousand words to read per night, mm -hmm. roughly, roughly, yeah. depending on yeah. what day, uh, like a well, day. Insane. So two to three stories to critique a day, and we we have not yet been told. How that critique will be going because they'll be giving us a class on how we should critique tomorrow. I have a rough estimate of that, though. Um, as well, in addition to that, we have the six thousand word story or less. You could write a two thousand story um, it, within those two to three to four days that we have. And then we've also been told that there may be some reading or writing exercises on top of that. So, well, tune in next episode to see how. <laughs> Exhausted and tired we are, and if we're just mumbling into a microphone. So for any of those stats nerds out there, I want you to keep track. Listen to all of the swear words we use in this episode and compare it to the next one and see how it differs. Fuck shit, damn ass, fuck, fuck shit. <laughs> you know what? You're, okay, okay. you're imbalancing don't, 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 yeah. if You, you, can you figure, don't be an outlier. <laughs> you figure it, you gotta do it right. Shit, otter. piss, cunt, fuck, cocksucker. Okay, fuck, no, you see, no, you're making it right. Okay. Okay, George Carlin. <laughs> A very strong note to end on. <laughs> I, I think it's time to go to bed. <laughs> did it's any of you guys like else did anyone else have any questions about you know expectations, what we're coming into, why we're here that you would ask? Honestly, I actually have a question. It's maybe kind of personal, but it's something that I've been going over a lot just since Honestly, about a month back when we got the month and a half-ish, when we got the 
idea of a schedule. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so we're going to have some one-on-one time with our with our right. teachers. Do people know what they're going to be asking the the lecturers for their uh, one-on-one time? No. Like personally, I know that uh, one of them. One of the things that I've had a lot of issues with, not just in my short stories, but in my novels as well, for a slice of life, if you're doing like an alternate states kind of universe, how much of real life do you put in and where do you draw the line? And on top of that, like specifically using Kyle Gold as an example, if you look at his like alternate country names, you've got Siberia. Siberia is Russia. It's very easy to understand. Yes, Siberia is technically a real place, but it encompasses a larger area. You have Latouse, which is probably pronounced horribly wrong, but everyone can look at that and see, oh, this is France. You have Anglia, which is like, okay, this is obviously like the Britain kind of era, area. So how do you come up with those names and where do you draw the line? Like, that's one of my biggest questions because I've been struggling with that for at least a year. And there's Aturkathon, which is clearly the mechanized otter empire. <laughs> well, you know what? I think that might just be in your imagination. I but, just have um, the Isles of Tigrox. I'm okay Beautiful tropical island. They're Dude. all happy there. Have you heard of the Fortunate Islands? The Fortunate Islands? <laughs> the Fortunate Islands. Do tell. They're in a set of islands from Greek mythology that were off the coast of, I believe, Brazil. Uh, How they fortunate. were They were the islands that uh, heroes who were chosen to be reincarnated more than three times were sent after their last life. They were a utopian society where the gods of the Greek pa- uh, pantheon blessed the heroes. They lived in peace, prosperity, and everlasting happiness. So, heaven, quote-unquote. Yes, but no. Mm -hmm. Because they were still a physical place. But they they were immortal at that point? They weren't exactly immortal. They just would not die to time. Interesting. It's kind of the weirdness of, like, immortal to time, but if you get poisoned or stabbed or head chopped off, then yes, you will die. (laughs) So, I, I, I like your 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 thought though. Like, has anyone else thought about what they're going to? I put, because we have two instructors to talk to for one on one, and there's very limited space. Who you'd like to talk to, and what you'd like to ask them? Because I certainly have not. That's a good. I I again, I've been kind of agonizing over it since we got wind that. But you, yes, you, you will have one on one time. You you technically, as far as I can tell, do not have to attend any one on ones. You don't have but, to. But it's probably best to do so. You're here yeah, for a reason. Exactly. Why not use it? I don't know who would. Okay. So, um, well, I have uh, questions that will probably take up at least 15 minutes of their time. But, uh, I, I mean, I'll be thinking of more. And definitely when you're in the conversation is when you can take your previous questions, expand on them. Especially once you already have information about your first critique, maybe, about uh, seeing what other people are putting out and maybe uh, flaws in your own or common threads about what we're all struggling with uh, gives us things to draw on. But I know personally for me, one thing that I'm going to be asking about is uh, descriptive language, which has always been a struggle for me, trying to get descriptive language in without sounding redundant, without overusing passive phrases, and without uh, just messing around with word choice too much. so that's that's something that I'm going to be touching on. I really need to read your stories. 
Well, he had, he was recently asking for betas not too long ago. Yeah. I mean, you can always when, where. I was actually Why? asking for betas on the FWG Slack. Yeah. And yes, I two days ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, that's why. Honestly, I'm also, excited to read everyone's stories. Yeah. Um, I guess for me to answer your question, Rift, I'm I'm really hoping to generate questions from the lectures themselves. Um, like one thing I'll admit that I'm I. I did participate in the novel writing workshop that Kyle did through the guild a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, the first step we did is we read uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Now, I read it like I read any other book. And then we talked about it and sat down with a bunch of other people. And I'm like, how the fuck are these people coming up with all these comments and shit? I'm like, I read the same book and you're getting this? How? So I feel like a bad writer saying, but how do I cr- critically read something that I'm used to reading for fun? Which is what... Granted, looking at an edit, to me, I would all own. I completely look at something that I'm editing way different than I beta. But I'm not sure if that's the same headspace. I don't know, and it confuses me. And that's at least one question I know I plan to ask. So, a couple of things. First of all, as you were starting off your response there, it reminded me that just the idea of, like, asking specifically uh, Ryan, uh, the other lecturer... I, I'm very curious because being somebody who's only been published in a single anthology and who's been working on a lot of novels, somebody who has a bunch of, uh, at least a few novellas and novels published, one of the things I want to know, what do they look for in their beta readers? Like, what do, is it something like they know they struggle with that they want comments on? Or is it something that they think they're good at that they want comments on to be able to improve it even more? kind of play to their strengths as opposed to try and shore up their weaknesses. Random personal response to that would be whatever you can get. Mm-hmm. Yes and no. Like, personally, I think it really is something almost subjective to, yeah. to yourself and the story you're working on because there's certain times where you're like, I think this is terrible. I want you to confirm it's terrible. And sometimes they won't notice it and you're like, didn't, didn't you notice the terrible bit? And sometimes they'll be like, I think this character doesn't work at all. And you're like, I think you're completely wrong. Like, But... I will sit there and consider it. Like, personally, I very recently received some of the best feedback from a beta reader that I've ever had in my, like, 12-ish years of writing. And it's like, I had mentioned it earlier, it's like all these new pathways are open for me. But a few of the things that really got to me were, like, were actually the positive comments as opposed to the, these are the things you could do better. Um, one of the things definitely that's something I definitely notice in critiquing is try to say something positive it's like it means so much especially and I've even worked with editors on anthologies where I've submitted a story and you get all their comments back and you're like I don't know why you accepted this this just feels like shit all you've done is shit on my story (laughs) and I've gone back could you just tell me just two seconds just tell me why did you accept this and what do you like about it so I can remember why this is a good story and why I I shouldn't just back away and say I'm sorry I wasted your time cumulatively I got like three pages of feedback from this guy so for one thank you you know who you are thank you (laughs) I appreciate everything you did now that being said it's like okay positive comments this character's name brilliant well done. This is incredible. I loved every second of it. Yes, he's a minor character. Good job. Other, it's like, okay, you named this character and you styled him after this specific thing. You made an allusion to a previous work, not of yours, 
I love it. And it's like, oh, you caught that. <laughs> so I did it right. <laughs> awesome. And hopefully we'll get some of that this weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Like, I'm... I'm honestly hoping that I can give at least one of those kinds of comments that gives those that kind of response to every story. I'm I wonder if, if someone is going to get shattered. We're going to have that... I wouldn't be the hell to. The med school hell yeah. week yeah. breakdown. You're going to break the poor otter's heart. We just won't know. It will, I yes. doubt it'll be yours. I'm, like, I'm just taking a shower. You're not in the shower, though. <laughs> <laughs> it will be Otters more. need to be wet. <laughs> you know, if it, if it helps to punish the booze, I'm cool no. with that. It will be more than your heart that is broken. Whoa! Wait, what are you saying, <laughs> Jesus? Uh, to be fair, I do tend to break a lot of my characters' bones and stuff, so it's uh, that might be true. It's okay. Yeah, technically. It's okay. I break their spirits. Oh, what I look for, um, I like honesty. Um, I know when I've, I like people where I tell them it doesn't work, I can just tell them it doesn't work. If I tell them it works, they know it works, you know. Um, I find it's very much a back and forth thing when I work with people. Um, there are writers I've worked with a couple times, and I, I enjoy working with them. And it's it's a nice thing when you can say, okay, I've done this, from, read for this person, they've read for me. I know what to expect from them. I know kind of where their quirks are that I want to bring up. That that's just them. I have to you know understand that. But it's also that they know the same thing about me. And it, that's one of the things I I've liked to develop when I work with someone uh, multiple times on beta reading. Oh yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And I I have a few people like there's one beta reader who's been with me since middle school, who have who we've thrown back that crappy, awful I, uh, uh, Pokemon fan fiction from middle school that uh, it turned into actual writing somehow, and she's up getting a uh, critical writing degree or a creative writing <laughs> <laughs> I, I am running on National very little 20. sleep right now. <laughs> yes, critical writing degree. Um, but, but yeah, like, um, she has specific strengths, and she's really good at finding things in my writing that are uh, incorrect and there are other people that have that are good at um, certain things like I will always go to her for getting a solid proofing and a discussion on uh, general structure what conversations are working and so forth and uh, someone else that I'll go to for general um, character overviews and so and stuff like that I've also found there are people where we've beta read all our we've beta read stories back and forth, and we've just kind of gone, you know, I completely respect your opinion, but our styles are so far different that we're just like, you know, we just realize we write differently, and it's it's not as helpful as we'd like it to be, just because we know our our viewpoints, our styles are so polarized. But that's not a bad thing. It's just you know they're just different, and I'm really looking forward to see how they're going to ask us to critique the stories. I, th- I think the, 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 the one question that I wanted to lead in my conversations with, you know, both Kyle and Ryan on was actually how do you develop the gut sense to tell you when a critique is actually useful as distinct from stylistic? Because one of the things I've run into more times than I care to count is I'll hand this story, whatever story it is, to two beta readers and the critiques I get back will be diametrically opposed. 
And I'll look at it and I'm like, I cannot honor both of these. And it's not that either of them are wrong, but... It's two different types of it's readers. It's two different types of readers. Yeah. And a decision has to be made. How do you... De- you know, it's, it's the development of that inner voice that says, I'm going to take this piece of this and that piece of that over here without that turning into coming across like you're dismissing the critique as arrogance. Because, you know, in, in my group, it, it's... In, in the people I read with, I've run into a lot of... People love to tell me, you know, you know, Bunny, you have put ten words here where one will do. And I'm like, I am aware of that. That's the way I write. I enjoy writing that way. It reads, it sounds better when I say it out loud like that. And they're like, yes, but this is 5,000 words and it could have been 3,000. And I'm like, eh. And? The question at that point becomes... And? and? If it's a I like word it cap <laughs> of 8,000 yeah. words and it's like 5,000, could have been 3,000. Well, the lower end cap is 2,500. Yeah. Why, what's the point of going down to 3,000 when 5,000 tells the same story with a little bit more depth? Yeah. Now, one of the things I wanted to bring up, just kind of receiving feedback, mm-hmm. one of the things that I've found is that if you have somebody who has beta read for you in the past... Mm-hmm one of the best things to do is to go back to them. Because, one, they know your style, and they understand the idea of, like, this is my stylistic choice. Mm-hmm. And they aren't going to give you uh, false comments against that unless it's truly, like, yes, this is your style, but it's actually detracting from the story at this point. Mm-hmm. Whereas other times you'll get that person who says, like, I actually see what style you're going for, mm-hmm. and I respect that. Here's how you can improve that style. And, like, that's the kind of feedback, personally, that I'm lo- really looking forward towards. Mm-hmm. Like, Ocean? What? I'm going to single you what out I do? here. What I do? One of the things Why I are heard... you singling out the Tigrox? The Tigrox is good. Leave the Tigrox alone. <laughs> I have There's heard... very rare Tigroxes. You should be nice to them. <laughs> I've heard a lot of amazing things about your ability to write action scenes. <laughs> Thank you. Do we get to see you dance and at some point? Probably. Yay! I'm not gonna lie. I'm hoping. Will probably be are you gonna uh, Are you gonna give all our critiques as interpretive dance? <laughs> I'm hoping. No, no, I'm hoping that if I give you enough, if I give you enough compliments about your action scene writing, you will reenact one of them and hopefully slide over this table. <laughs> see, okay. I I'm sad because I believe for our critiques, we or at least from what I heard last year, everybody gets two minutes. The, the person whose story is being critiqued does not get to say anything. So there's that point where you have to sit there and listen and take it cannot reply. But on the flip side, as the critiquer, you have to fit your entire critique into two minutes. Yeah, yes. that is hard. Now, just my, oh, my issue with that is that if I see a bad action scene, I don't know if I can act out <laughs> what you're trying to do in two minutes to ridiculous. I'm going to give you at least one portion of relief. My se- my story is very character driven. There's not a lot of quote unquote oh. action scenes. <laughs> it's about a rock star. So I'm, see that driven. If you want, we, we we I'm sure we'll find some free time and we can go over um, no and just some bad action scenes and just be like, so this guy goes up and, uh, and, uh, well, and that's how apparently you lift a box. <laughs> I'm actually <laughs> because we have had stories like that and we're just like, what are they doing? I have a scene. I have a scene I want to send to you just for the sole reason <laughs> okay. of you meant. I had mentioned it before. It was that feeling when you look at a scene and you realize you can properly. They're like, use. how did their knee get behind their elbow and their kicking can properly, in their face? You can properly use, one, the word akimbo. 
<laughs> okay. Voice isn't here for that. Any story, I know, but... any story where anything is akimbo is probably uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, because you see, it's a superhero story. That doesn't make it less uncomfortable. Yeah, no, no, it does. It just because means you're going to survive the spread. No, no because I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take the place of voice here real quick. <laughs> okay, that's a big akimbo. Spot. Are your legs akimbo as well? Okay, no. good. My legs are not akimbo, I'm sorry. But my arms are akimbo. And you have the stereotypical superhero pose. This is your arms akimbo. So, the ability to use that word correctly, when so many people use arms akimbo as trying to be like arms all over the place. We'll make, you, we'll make people think that you I agree with this. When I heard that for the first time, I had a happy little trouser accident. <laughs> yeah, but here's, yeah, but here's the thing. You suggest okay. I, I, I. Sorry, sorry. Just to interrupt. This is the one that Voice just posted the other day. She placed her paws on her girlfriend's inner thighs and forced her legs akimbo. <laughs> like you said, I think that sounds very uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, okay, no, I know exactly what she's doing there. I can visualize. <laughs> <laughs> I can visualize that action. I can even imagine in my, because if I'm imagining what they're describing, I've done that. I've had it done. On, it's pretty keep, fun. Let me pull but, up the 90s porn music here. But that's not the way you describe that. Yeah, that's yeah, not a that's sexy right. That's not sexy. <laughs> Nobody wants anything. You, you may be technically correct in this term, yes, but okay. you are not. Like it is. Look, the moral see? of the story is that Akimbo makes you go, huh? No, no. <laughs> Unless you, it's talking about superheroes. Look, Even look, so. okay. Look, I'm a, I'm a descriptivist. You, or I'm I'm a descriptivist. Usage is God. If you're gonna put a word in that, that's a glory for you. Okay, I'm fine with that. But it 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 it, it what? <laughs> It drives me nuts to 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 ha look at something like that and go, how did you? Ow! Did you try just doing that? Actually, try to do the thing you just wrote. That's gonna hurt. I'm, I'm, what, no, what's still fun about that? I it's actually that's my thing. Seven story involves two different strip teases and sometimes not strip tease turns in well hell it's Fang. Um, <laughs> And it was really funny because I actually wrote most of that at work. Mm -hmm. Actually, it was a it was Vegas themed, so it's a strip club that actually fits perfectly. But yeah, trying to actually act that out while at work was <laughs> I, I'm like in my mind starting to move through. I'm like, no, I gotta stop because it's gonna be bad. That's yeah. what the conference yeah. room. I've done that where it's like I'm in public. I, you start going like, nope, nope, hands back on the keyboard, hands back on the keyboard, That's Ocean. You cannot act. Pants. We can save this scene to get home. Save this scene so, to get home. We no. can pull out the stuffed animals if so, we want. <laughs> so hold on. Uh, are we, I, I have to comment on puppets? this. I have to comment on this because. You were the first person that recommended blocking out a scene that I have heard personally. I tried doing it for the first time. I like, severely injured myself. <laughs> <laughs> what? That being said... Did you spread I, your legs akimbo? No. <laughs> that being said, I learned, hey, went, this action scene doesn't work. Maybe that doesn't work. <laughs> Now, the actual given, I now have. I a have cane. tested and, and confirmed this is bad. I now have a cane at home and have been nicknamed Doctor House by some of my family. But hey, there are about seven scenes that I now know. Hey, these don't work. 
Now, to make this editing hell, to bounce back off you, Bunny, mm -hmm. going about getting critiques and about when to accept the comments. I actually have two different points I can make here. Um, a while ago, there was a call for submission for a Beauty and the Beast anthology themed, uh, erotic anthology themed based off of Beauty and the Beast. Mm -hmm. I originally wrote this story that had a meta story within it. And at first, I loved this story, and I started getting feedback. I, I sent it out to three or four different readers, one of them being Serval. And when I got the edits back, the first person I get, that I got a comment from said, yeah, the story, no. One, it was, it was written poorly. Second, it's dumb and takes up a lot of words. Get it out. And at first, I was like, oh, I'll just go ahead and ignore it because you didn't understand what I was doing or I just didn't like it. Then I got it from two other people. Mm -hmm. So because I've got it from three people in total, I think actually having this sort of group is really going to help for that. You're going to get comments from a lot of people, especially if you start getting the same comment again and again. Mm -hmm. It can be something that you That's usually take. a good sign. Now, right? When you get it from multiple when you get people one with comment, different you're styles. Like, I could take it or leave it. When three people are like, okay, this is this, yeah, I get it, now, fine. Especially yeah. when you Kill have it darling. from a bunch of different mm -hmm. people with different writing styles, like character-driven, plot-driven, mm -hmm. uh, bigger-picture-driven, etc., now on the reverse though, um, actually I told Otter about this earlier. We had I had a story that I sent to him for beta, and I also sent it to two other writers in the furry guild, in the furry writers guild, um, and he gave me a story back. And one of his biggest critiques was this lacks conflict. And at first I'm I like, I remember you saying. Mm -hmm. yeah. At first I was like, and I kind of, I mean, yeah, but. Mm, I, I'm going to go ahead and politely ignore this comment, partially, <laughs> partially though, because there were two other comments, like critiques I got back from two other authors who, or, yeah, yeah, authors who didn't mention it at all. The fact that it's lack of critique. Now, or Conflict. lack of comment. Conflict. Conflict. I'm sorry. I promise I've stopped drinking. Lay off the writer's <laughs> I have. I'll take more. <laughs> I, I had an example like that with my heat edits. With, with the editor came back and they're like, this scene just kind of is there so that the bad guy can show up and go, aha, I'm the bad guy. And I'm like, and? He's like, that's technically not wrong, but it's also just kind of like poor, you can do better. It's yeah. lazy. So is there any any other questions that people, nope. like, because, uh, again, the, a big part of this podcast is that, like us, before we got here, a lot of people were like, what goes on there? Why would I go there? What am I hoping to get out of there? Is there any questions that you guys felt we haven't answered yet that would be relevant to well, other people? Because that, that is the main draw. One of the things I just kind of want to address, like, I applied last year, and I didn't get in. Did you? Uh, what was I your did. story? Um, last year, my story was uh, Snow. It was about a, uh, a snow leopard who is the son of a military man, so the family's constantly moving around. And he has the in... And he meets the guy there. Yes. Yes, I remember this. And okay. the idea, the entire idea around it was like, it's the family is finally moving north, and it's a mm -hmm. snow leopard that's never seen snow. Yeah. So it's about his first night seeing snow and the impact that has on him. Sorry, I was one of the now, judges last year. So. I, and I appreciate the fact that it was denied because I <laughs> have gone back and I've read through it. And I'm like, why the, why did I think this was good? Your story but, was like... You're, you were even close to the worst story. Don't I, worry. Oh, I know that. Like, <laughs> honestly, it, I, I, I'm just kind of... No, no, not... Little bit, of, on. little bit of a tangent. Like, I know I'm not, a, I'm not like, the best writer, no. but I know I'm not a bad writer. No, you, you had some I'm, good comments on your story in that, from what I remember. I'm one of those, I'm one of those writers who's very confident in their abilities. I, I can they definitely know they're see not you bad, being but a character-driven writer if that yeah. was your story. Yeah. So, uh, continuing on... 
uh, last year, my primary goal for submitting to RAR was solely networking. I felt I was a good enough writer, and uh, I all I wanted to do was network. This year, I've gotten to the point where I've been able to progress past that, and it's like, okay, RAR is not only an ability to network. It's a huge opportunity to network, yes, but it's about not only learning time management, it's about learning uh, writing under pressure. Definitely going to be that. Learning, learning how to critique, yeah. which is a hugely important skill just in a writing community. Mm -hmm. um, learning a give and take, learning how to listen, learning how to learn, and most importantly, learning in learning how to critique, you learn how to break down a story. And in doing that, you can read... You can go off on your own and you can read a novel, yourself with those and skills, yeah. you can break apart that novel and learn from it. Those that teach so learn better. Did you did you go to RF in the last like two three years that it existed? I have been to RF every year since 2010. Were you ever at like the coffee clash or any of those writer meetups? I like have been to a total of two panels in all of those years, mm. and it is one thing that ever since I got the I heard the announcement last year that it wasn't going to happen again, I have regretted. Because, as I said, about a year and a half ago, I started like, if listening If you had done that, to, I'm pretty sure I would have known you. Exactly. Are you, do we need to keep the volume down? No, no, no. no. Okay. Thank you again for applying again to RAR. It's one yeah. of those things, like, I, I had applied, and I had been listening to RAR, or to Fangs and Fonts a lot, and I felt really confident in what I was able to do. I continued listening, and I continued learning more about, like, my own writing style, other people's writing styles, novels that have been written, critiques that have been given. I listened to the How to Review episode, which was, my God, it was beautiful, in was all honesty. third episode? It was one of those really With early... Yes. Wow. And so <laughs> it, it honestly helped me a lot. Have, uh, have you listened to Sparks' podcast? Uh, no. Yes. Yeah. Do Check that. out his. He's Do doing that. a great work on his too. Uh, Independent claws, I believe. Yeah. Okay. I'll name that. He's only like ten episodes in. It's a very short listen comparatively. Yeah. Like not cast or things and fonts. She will be done in. Yeah. Independent claws. A day but, if you want. Yeah. If you're definitely looking for more. My my original work. point was that like as I had been listening to those, I slowly started to realize all of the content and all of the opportunities that I'd missed by not getting more into the writing scene in RF. Because, again, I've lived in Seattle for now, like, what, almost eight years? And I've been going to RF every single year that it was available. Mm -hmm. And I yeah, had the opportunity I, to I go to say, so many... I've gone to RF so many times, and then when I finally get into, got into writing, my friends are like, oh, you're going to RF with us. You should come to the panels. I'm just like, and that was oh, cool. That was my primary met. downside. Like the, the, that's when I met Ash and Yanis, and and they encouraged you. Oh, you should write, and they introduced me to more people, and it just spirals that was my out of primary that. downside yeah. because and the person see, who introduced me to panels at RF had absolutely quit writing in its entirety. So it's like, that? okay, uh, Fa Phelan Natali. Okay. And he's still in the FWG Slack a lot, right? No, he's never been in there. Really? That's I mean, different. I thought it's, oh, it's that's Feora. That's Feora. Feora. Oh, right. No, Phelan Natali is. Well, right. anyway, they've moved on. Continue. What, what did you? Have? Oh, I. So one of the things that I wanted to mention, I want to see RAR succeed. Yes. Yeah. And I want to see the idea of RAR succeed because I want to see the fandom develop a full literary tradition. 
I want to see a the, Raw overseas. The, the fandom lacks for writing in, in, in many ways. There are a ton of writers, but the fandom does not have a strong literary tradition. And I want to see that develop. I want to see, the more, more often than not, when I hear people dissing writing, it's, oh yeah, I've seen people post their chat logs. Or I've got and, all my stories on SoFurry. Or I've got all my, so, all my stories up on SoFurry. By stories, I mean RP logs. Like, and, there, there are some yeah. great stories on SoFurry. Not going to bum it, but there's Hell, a I lot think, of people just look at it and go, well, that was a dumb story. Or let me make fun of that. And, and just, it's, it's just, and it's, it's I, I want to see the actual quality level of the fandom going up over time. So even if I didn't get in, I wanted to at least submit and say, I think this thing should succeed on its own. And the fact that I got in was kind of mystifying because I didn't even send a short story. I sent an excerpt of a novel. Honey. I had been out of writing for five years when I wrote and said, I, I mean, a lot of this for me is, and I forgive me, I'm going to end up having to plug this, because of all the crap I had to do to my house, I ended up fairly significantly in debt. And so I said, well, I'm, what can I do? Well, I'll get back into short story writing and I'll put up a Patreon. And, well, if I'm going to do that, I better get some help because this is an alien territory for me. And between that and wanting to see the writing succeed in general, I was like, shit, I better send something in. And there you go. So, side note, just real quick to jump in, then I'll let you go. Um, just going off of the, the, the whole applying thing, I am honestly kind of like halfway surprised I was accepted because I submitted day of close. It was a last-minute decision, kind of knee-jerk. The books that I said I read was for Kyle's workshop, a beta read, which was a novella, probably? I don't know the word count on I think it might have technically been a novel per Hugo. And... Something I was partially working on right at the time. So it's one of those things I'm, I'm kind of half, again, imposter syndrome, halfway surprised. Like, how the fuck am I here? I, like, I know. Like, it, it still kind of surprises me that this is only year two. We are only the second class of RAR. This is the only the second time they have run RAR. And already watching Serval go through the motion, seeing how they've already improved from the first class. I've immediately, until you just mentioned that, about Roar, I'm just like, all right. Because I, already I felt like this is something we've been doing for five years. Yeah. Um, and I know, like, you, you just mentioned you'd love to see it overseas. I know how much we want to continue to spread. But again, this is only year two, Yeah. remember? It's, We're still working on that. We're still working on so many kinks. It's, and, but it's definitely something that we would love to see grow. Every yeah. single person I, I, that I know that has said, like, I've been writing in the past and I kind of gave it up because I felt like I could do something better. I, I, every single so time. It's easy to quit. Every single time. I'm like, continue. I've been Write again. It is continue so writing. so easy to quit. If, if you, you have want, a question, ask me. If you're really burnt out, sure, take a break. But make sure that you find a date and come back. I, I, I have to admit, I kind of have this secret hope of, I hope they rotate out the guest authors over time. In the future, again. Like, this is year two. Mm -hmm. Last year, it was in a private residence. So, like, I've learned a lot from picking apart Kyle Gold's stories. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest, I haven't read a lot from Ryan Campbell. I know I've read Koa and the Drowned Kingdom. I, I have not read any of his, which is why I'm trying to read Koa before he gets here. Koa was fun. His stuff and it's awesome. Okay. Koa was fun. I've heard very mixed things about the uh, gods of uh, God of Clay. 
I enjoyed Smiley Hero. Story, I really like God of Clay. I've yeah, heard a lot I've of good things, good things about, about Smiley Hero. If you so. want to kill yourself and I have, want to read that, I have it on here. I have plenty of stories that make me want to kill myself but, that anyways, I've read. Anyway, right. anyway continue. So people can go to bed. Um, so... Like, some of the things, like, I want to see, that we've got people like, we've got Rikoshi, Kevin Frame, and, like, Thousand Leaves, Seventh Chakra, they are mind-blowing. And I read them, I've read them again and again and again and again, and I still struggle, just from my current level, to find things to kind of point out as wrong with these stories. I look at the stuff that Rukas has written for Off the Beaten Path, and my levels of hatred for that woman... Well, at the same time, loving every single moment of it. It's just like, uh, can you not be so good at what you do, please? Just give me, give me, give me a chance, please. Just a little bit of a chance. In this episode of Riftlex Authors. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get me started. Like, I, I, I know some people have complained about, well, it's so far on the West Coast, and then... Um, there's there's reports about maybe a movie more central or finding other locations. There's there's thoughts about maybe doing an east and a west, but again, this is year two. Yeah. So, so these are still... all things that we are definitely looking at. But the first time, let's make sure we've got our feet on the ground mm-hmm. and we've got a, a stable year, and that we can keep doing this. Like I believe already, we love this location, but we've already all found how terrible it is to get here. Well, even our drive wasn't awful. It well, was not the drive. Bad. How much flight time did yeah. the rest of us have to take? Well, I, I had about an hour and a half. Kate, yeah, you had flight. an easy one. Five hours to Arizona, two hours from Arizona to here. And uh, four from uh, Ohio to Reno. You and I had about Reno. Yep. No, yeah. sorry, Ohio to Vegas. I, and, and, and the fact that we still, five. you had to, you guys drove an hour, we drove two. Mm-hmm. It was together. better than spending seven hours yeah. in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> so, like... This place is pretty awesome, I think, already, but yeah, it's just there. There is definitely room for improvement. There are definitely many directions we could take, RAR. But for now, this is year two. We're happy that we have a year two. Oh, yeah. And we hope that it keeps going, right? I mean, like, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. I, it's living up to my expectations. I'm having yeah. a great time so far. I'm really looking forward to seeing what the rest of the workshop has in store for me. I'm going to be real here. I would love to be able to kind of like graduate, quote unquote, from this workshop and be able to come back like three, five years in the future and be one of the people who teaches mm-hmm. newbie, the quote unquote newbies. So do you have any predictions for yourself by the end of the, uh, the, end of the week or anything that I, you're really hoping you will have accomplished? I have one and that will be the ability to churn out words under pressure. I am in your camp there, that's for sure. So this is very much a me thing, and I'm not trying to... to, to, I've I've been actually complaining about this to a lot of people. I don't want to... I actually want to feel like I belong by the time I'm done here. You already belong. I don't say I don't, but... (laughs) You're here. There's a reason you are here. I know, and trust me, I know that, I know that, I know that. It's one one thing to to, to know here and then know here. So you said it three times, so that means you actually know it. So that means you're lying to us. No, no, hold on. According to the Sufis, it's actually more like 10,000. I mean, oh, okay. it, it takes a while. Okay. It, my, my, my friends, one of the people, actually one of the people I used to date, um, had a phrase, UBNF, I understand it, but I don't feel it. You know, I know it, you know, I've been told that it's true, but I can't internalize it yet. So believe me, I understand completely what you're talking about. 
the part of it's more coming from the story I submitted, but that's it. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree with you, too. Like, I have been in furry social stuff for about a year now. I know way less people than you guys do in the in the scene. I've been I've been writing for a long time, but I haven't been like submitting to furry anthologies as much. Anything you're telling your future self that you know, because we're gonna reflect on ourselves. Well, I will look back and see Otter tired, Otter want to sleep. Well, future me, good job for not dying. <laughs> like, my, myself, I until I had to write the story for critique for this, I have not written a new story since October, and before that, I haven't written a new story. Is since like April last year, which was the Fang story. So well done. I, I am looking to try to jump back in and, and get back into writing. So writing a story in a short time will hopefully help that as well as the boost of everybody else. Yeah. Well done. I, I mean, like in a serious answer, I'm looking uh, to actually like collect all of the critiques that I've done at, that that I'll be getting over this week, both for the first story and the second story getting them together and just having them around to be able to uh, take this snapshot into my writing career, focus on what I have been doing wrong, what I've been, um, where I need to improve as a writer, and have a point to really build off of. You definitely want to just get a new look on your work, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, everyone's tired. we got to go to bed. Yes. Yep, we will says. see you at the end of the retreat if we still are up and running. <laughs> <laughs> No, if, when. If the mice haven't eaten us, but... <laughs> I'm not worried about, like, should we leave bananas out on the table? The bananas will be fine. Anyways, good night! Good night! Good night. Good night.